You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind of movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ben Chat. Pogues, it's <clears throat> fantastic to be here. Um, I've just escaped from a dark phantom zone. It was awful. Um, I had to watch a bad movie while I was in there, and I was able to fight my way out by crawling towards a red tornado. Does that sound right? Is that what yeah, happened? I, I, I think it's right. Well, there's like a strong fan blowing on you at the same time. <laughs> like your hair is not going to look good when you get out. Look, all I'm saying is that I, I you know, I, I sat down, I rented this film, and then I said, my goal right now is to sit and watch this movie. And then I got about 10 minutes into watching the movie, and then I joined uh, a boy's private school and had just sort of like a my own kind of drama with some of my friends. Um, and then I came back and said, all right, got to buckle down and watch this movie. Um, what, I'm describing the plot of Supergirl. On the plus um, side, you, unlike <laughs> the main character of this movie, didn't have to get back to save your whole planet from being destroyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think uh, that was one of my main notes was, I, I just kept writing down every time they cut back to the school was, why is she here? She doesn't need a secret identity. She has to find that fucking globe or her whole this, everybody she knows is going to die. This movie is like what happens if you made a film version of any like open world video game where yeah, like the game the game says that like Princess Zelda is in danger. And you're like, "All right, cool. Well, I got to get the gold trophy in fishing." So <laughs> I'd like to help her, but I see in the distance an exclamation point. I bet you that guy <laughs> wants me to get involved in a race. And I might be able to get a darker green outfit to wear. So I'm going to have to go do that oh, real sweet. quick. I got a negligible upgrade. <laughs> Worth it. Exactly. I remember thinking Precisely. that when I played uh, The Witcher 3, I was like, ah, this is sort of weird. You get like involved in so many side quests. And then I read the books and I was like, oh, Jesus. The one book is a side quest. Like, Geralt just gives up trying to find Ciri for like a full year. He's just like, ah, I'll find her later. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst book series. I'm. It's not the worst, but it's a terrible idea. But for those of you that skipped the mini-episode, um, or as we call them, mini-sodes, uh, this week's episode is covering 1984 Supergirl, a criminally long, <laughs> two hours and 40 minute long uh, war crime that was <laughs> that was engineered, I guess, after they thought, boy, we couldn't fuck up any harder after Superman, Superman 3. Um, but so they came to, out to, way before Superman 3. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I forgot. This came out, I think, a year after Superman. Is that right? I assume Superman came out. Oh, no. God. I'm way off on when Superman came out. Superman came out in 78. So, no, you You are right. This is after Superman 3. Yeah, this is after Superman 3. I thought so. Holy shit. Um, They also crapped out those Superman movies super fast. They sure did. I mean, and we know that because we've covered all of them at this point. Now, folks, I just took... I just took a um, insult- insultingly long sip of my water because do you know what I've been trying to do this whole time? Nope. I've been stalling uh, the start of this episode because I want to mim- mimic the experience of watching Supergirl because I timed it and those fucking opening fucking credits are three and a half fucking minutes long. All right, <laughs> it's it- not fair. It's I don't mean like credits that are rolling right no. before like, a- action some taking place. I mean, just like loud blaring theme music over like a Windows screensaver for for almost four minutes. Every, I mean the, the the fucking primary grip got credits on there before before we got to actually meet the protagonist. 
It, Fuck's sake. Anybody who has listened to this podcast knows my hatred of opening credits for movies. I do not like them. I, I know that they're like contractually obligated by the union. I cannot stand them. But nothing is worse when it's just like a still image with music and then they're just showing people's names. And this one is... I, I actually wrote down... I was like, I know people are going to be like, you hate every credits, but I wrote down, I fucking hate these credits. I started, <laughs> I started, I was watching on YouTube. I watched this movie at uh, like one and a quarter speed. I skipped ahead like a full two minutes into the credits and still was like, these are too long. <laughs> so I cut out a huge chunk of them and still found them egregious. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the less egregious things that you'll find in this film. Yeah, there's a lot of odd I mean, things you, in this movie especially you could you, you could rank the credits on a list of of things done incorrectly um the patronizing portrayal of a female protagonist is probably number one for me yes number two is uh, uh an unnecessary lack thereof in this <laughs> number, number, number two and that's saying a lot number two is a a criminal in fact in fact, uh, 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 almost almost illegal lack of consent yes. between the characters in this film. The acting is atrocious, and I, we don't normally pick on actors. Like often, we'll we'll say someone's doing a bad performance at the top, or we'll like mock a bad accent. But I mean, this was I could I could, I could do one hour on the on the, the terrible performances, and two of the main character well not main, but two of the larger roles. Is fucking Faye Dunaway and fucking Lawrence of Arabia is in this. Yes. And he's doing the worst job I've ever seen. The, the bad guys are uh, two are uh, Faye Dunaway, <laughs> Peter O'Toole, and Mia Farrell, which are like, huh? That's a like an odd. Group. Oh right, yeah. yeah, yeah. You would think like these these people are great. You would be wrong. <laughs> Although Mia, uh, I will, I will say Mia, Mia Farrow gets top billing. Her role is in, is in with, with, within one minute of the movie or, or two minutes of the movie starting post credits. Uh, she says, oh no, our world basically. And that's it. That is her only line. <laughs> that's it. That's all she does in this movie. Because by the way, spoiler alert, we don't go back to Krypton despite, or, or no, uh, Argo City. Despite Argo City being like the hinging element of danger of like stakes throughout the entire film we never go back yeah it's it's so bizarre like the setups and then the, mean, guy, the guy who is um the the male bad guy nigel he is uh he played like sherlock holmes in a bunch of sherlock holmes movies in like the 70s he was the one in the house of the baskerville so it's like they have famous actors yeah seriously more famous, famous actors than, you know ethan the uh, love do you mean, of this movie. Do you mean Ellis from Die Hard? Yes. <laughs> I knew I, it the moment I heard his voice. The yeah, he moment I heard it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, there's no way. And I, I, I had to look it up and I was like, oh. I just heard him saying. Rails. I just heard him say, Johnny, I'm your white knight. Uh, <clears throat> I just couldn't get that out of my head the entire time he was present on screen. Um, oh man, if you guys haven't seen Die Hard, go watch that. Uh, yeah, it's there's like a lot of decent actors in this movie. Yeah, real quick, did you recognize the other? Um, there's there is somebody in this movie that is in another movie we've covered, and it's a really weird one. You're not talking about the fact Jimmy Olsen's in this? Uh, n- no. Uh, well, the is, is that actor? I mean, the actor, the actor, one of the actors in this film. Oh, okay, yeah, it is shows up. Actor. Uh, uh, 
shows up in, in, in another one of another movie we've done. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm, that's not a Superman film. Sorry. Not a Superman film, and a guy uh-huh. shows up in it. A, a a bit character, a very short a short role character, a oh. single scene character. Is, was he one of the rapists? Yes, yes, that I can't is correct. The guy's name. Uh, uh, he is he is. Uh, which I mean, we gotta talk about that scene here in a minute. But but uh, his name is Eddie, the truck driver. Uh, his real name is Matt uh, Matt Frewer. Yes. Uh, he yeah. he has done a lot, but m- most notably, uh, he was Moloch in the Watchmen adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks he's the same. He's in a ton of stuff. If you, if you go and look up his credits, you'll see he's in like a ton of movies. He has like a very like a very distinct like head shape. I don't know what it is. Yeah, something his very voice is very like, his jaw. Kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just something very distinct about his his pro, his, his profile. Uh, the minute I saw him, even though he was a, he was a youngin, I think in this. Yeah, uh, I recognized him. Yeah, I, oh, I uh, many it. might know him as uh, one of the the major players in the Dawn of the Dead remake as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> he's one of like the the the, the people hiding out at the mall. I think he shows up in that big truck, as one does. Anyone? Uh, anyway, uh, we have so much to talk about. We cannot spend it on Moloch because holy Let, fuck. Let's just start real quick though at the beginning of this movie. Holy shit! Let's start there because there's I, I could not believe the beginning of this movie. I said, my note was just, I don't know what's worse. This acting, this dialogue, or these fucking costumes. Yeah. Like, this guy is making a Sorry, Pokes. Or the shower curtain sets. Like, is Argo City just in a Ziploc bag? What is fucking happening? Because to set the stage, because I know none of you are going to watch this trash fire, is that we, we open on what appears to be that if you just saran wrapped, like, uh, a lawn ornament, a series of like of unpainted lawn ornaments. Um, that's the zoom in scene setting, like the great sci-fi set piece. I mean, this movie has no excuse being old because I throughout this this movie I kept writing little notes to myself, being like, "Hey, Blade Runner came out two years before this." Yeah, just so you yeah, know. That's the thing is, like when you look at other movies, you're like, "I don't understand why." Like, I mean, Star Wars yeah, came it's... out what seven years before this so it's like there's no excuse for the laziness this looks like a movie from the 1960s like it's yes. this version of sci-fi and it's and everyone's women. and everyone's dressed like they're they're just like they're all coming out of the most boring tent at burning man like everyone yes. has just these like lazy ponchos including peter o'toole which is again yes. and, profoundly and insulting he's like bringing it but he is being told to deliver the worst dialogue in which is so much exposition he's basically like ah yes here in argo city the city we live in your cousin kal-el who is (laughs) superman has gone to earth where he has become superman oh look over here i have this ball this powers our world without this we would all die so if we lost this it'd be really bad it also can create a semblance of life anywho it's like god damn man i've never heard one person cram in so much exposition he says he says like equations really early, which yes. is awful. Don't talk about equations in the opening. You're not hooking anyone with that. Oh yeah, where but he yeah. says she needs to learn like her uh, space quadratic brain equations or something. It's like can't you just call it math? Like, like you guys are speaking English, just call it fucking math. Quit trying to like gussy it up for me. He's waving around some weird like orange wand, and oh my god, yeah, like he's he's forming these like these like weird white sculptures that are in like rich people's boring penthouses, and then he's like, "This is a tree," and I'm like, "It certainly isn't, sir." Um, 
And Kara, who shows up, our protagonist, who is immediately shown to be basically an infant. She is yes. still trying to grasp basic concepts like what is tree and what is life but, but and how is math. Is, when she is in Argo City, she is played like she is like 12 years old. It absolute infant. It is, she is, and it's gross. In fact, there's a, there's a scene where she's sitting on the ground playing yes. with the, like, literally playing with the wand and the weird power source that becomes the stupidest yes. plot device in the, in, the, in, the, in the entire film. But she's sitting on the ground the way a child plays with, like, up some blocks. Like, yes, her, her, she's sitting her, her, her in a position laid no out. woman would ever sit yeah, in unless exactly. she's getting ready to form porn. Like, she's the, sitting the, spread eagle. And I'm like, why would anybody, that's not a comfortable way to sit for any human being. And let me just be clear. I see what you're doing, scriptwriters of the 1980s. I, I know that you're just reliving some weird, horny fantasy from one of your serial books about a naive but fully grown space woman <laughs> that needs to be taught the ways of man. It sucks. It, it sucked in oh, Barbarella, and it sucks now. But it was, I don't it, it, like it's it. It's so gross, because then like, when she shows up on the planet, I'm like, how old is this girl supposed to be? Because she looks like she's in her mid-20s. Exactly. She's supposed to be like 15 because she goes to what appears to be high school. And then, yeah, and so she is, she is conceivably mentally seven. She's, uh, she's at, 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 I don't know, you know, an age of, yeah, I would approve like 15, 16. And then she meets a grown man who will, who will persist through the entire film, Ellis, we're referring to, who is frequently shirtless. Um, who is her love interest again without his consent? Yes. So, holy the love interest fuck is me. based on magic. But also, can we st- we stop and talk about how insulting it is that they took Superman, who is like this this character who shows up, you know, on Earth. He doesn't know much, but he finds a kind family who takes uh, him into their arms and like teaches him how to be like a good person. And then he he finds his way into life where he's still kind of farm boy naive, but he's his own mm-hmm. person and he has his own sense of morals. And, and then we show, then we show up. And we have this we have this uh, like a completely unable to function <laughs> child who's a woman. We drop her in. She 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 can use her heat ray to make flowers grow. She dances yeah, her, around her, like her ballet. Her powers were super nebulous. She's a complete idiot. She 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 like trusts everyone. She's doe-eyed. Uh, she she tries. To, she she gets immediately infatuated with a man and wants to save him despite knowing him for ten seconds. I mean, you cannot get more insulting than this. Oh, you I know can, we sometimes because do you know what the villain's goal is? Oh, right. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck I a mean, hot dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the villains of this movie are basically fuck designing me. women if they were witches. <laughs> I know that's like a really dated reference. Uh, yeah, I forgot they're witches. I yeah. forgot. I forgot. Uh, I forgot. After we get through Argo City, essentially, as I mentioned before, like. A bunch of a bunch of uh, Argo uh, City, which windows appear to be made out of clear cellophane. <laughs> if the outside of the window is the void of space, make it a solid object. That's a just, tip from me to you, future space people. Don't have just something somebody could trip and fall through as your only a, defense against death. I know it's just like a salt lamp wrapped in plastic they live yes. in in the middle of she, a fucking she asteroid. It's like a uh, a gigantic dragonfly. I don't know how she knows what a dragonfly is, but doesn't know what a tree is. 
and it just flies straight through this window and it sucks the only thing it sucks out is the power codex or whatever the fuck it was called and then yeah let's talk about that for a second because zoltar who apparently is like the architect of this world to some degree yes has gone has gone somewhere i assume very unsecured and taken the sole object a a pool cue sized ball that somehow powers their dumbass city in the middle of like a a, yes. a plateau in space between dimensions, as far as I can tell. Not going to touch that any further than that. Um, he steals it, which no one notices, and apparently doesn't impact the city, which is like question mark. And then he brings it upstairs to make sculptures. <laughs> I don't know why he needs it to make sculptures. Yeah, he's supposed but... to make them more alive with it because it can Does create it a facsimile of life during one of his many expositions, he tells us. And then he gives it to a legit child. And he's like, go ahead. Like, what the fuck? This guy is not a genius. And then after all this happens, uh, Supergirl runs off, gets into a, this weird spaceship that he had built that can travel through dimensions, and just shoots off to Earth. And then yeah, he turns around. Cool that he like, had that, by the way. It's cool that he had that. <laughs> yes. And they're like, they're like, without that orb, our world will be dead in like two days. And I was like, wow, you guys had no backup? Like, what happens if something happened to that thing? You guys had no plan. But then... Zoltar's like, well, I have to go to the Phantom Zone now. Cause I, I guess I must up. go to Phantom Zone. And he, he says it as if, like, eh, I guess I'll go. It's it's like a person being like, well, you get the death penalty. And they're like, I guess I'm going to get the death penalty. Like, he's so nonchalant. And then all I could think, too, is, like, do you guys really have the power to waste energy sending this guy to the negative zone? Like, your world's about to die. Just leave him here. That seems like a worse punishment. Hey, Bill, where's the core to this nuclear reactor? I gave it to a 12-year-old. Oh, she lost it. Well, off to prison. That's basically the opening of this film. That's what we sit through. But, but it's like off to like a North Korean prison. Yeah. Off, like, off, it's like, because like the, the negative zone is like the worst place you can go well, in the Superman universe. Off to our Siberian work camp. I'll see you later. <laughs> well, you won't. You'll never see me again. No one will. But I deserve this. And I knew that when I stole the thing that could kill our race before so i, I didn't make... think a girl would make a small object that could puncture our defenses against the vacuum of space My i be... stole the i stole the only thing that keeps our race alive in between these dimensions to make a tree well that sucks how's the tree i didn't finish it <laughs> i'll be honest it looks less like a tree <laughs> it's still just a piece of plastic anyway uh, off to off to off to nightmare prison so I guess i'm gonna take to... a squirt bottle with me bye off to forever jail. See ya. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Squirt in a minute. Fuck my life. No. I don't know who. I don't know who wrote Squirt into the script. The same for Peter fucking O'Toole's creep sake. who was like, let's let's have her instantly meet a rapist. Let's have her sit like she's uh, getting ready okay. to make love to that wand. More, more importantly, Pokes. More importantly, she she lands on Earth. She flies around the entire uh, globe. She lands on Earth. The hot. Suddenly in a Supergirl outfit. Oh, we'll get she, to that in a second. She, she left but in a she, nightgown. She she lands on Earth and flies around, sees the fields of Scotland, uh, uh, sees like Paris and and Notre Dame, and then she circles back around to I guess a suburb outside of Chicago and lands in a red light district and talks to two rapists. Yes, that's what happens. I uh, why why wasn't she, she like landing she lands on a cool? road and is looking around and these two guys drive and this is like one of those things that like in movies when they do oh, this you're always God. just like I mean. What are the chances she's going to meet what appeared to be a tag team rapist crew? 
who come up and start hitting on this woman, even though she's dressed like Superman. And yeah, then and she picks and she, one of them up by his face and tosses him, and they're like, "You're gonna regret that." These fuckers know Superman is real. He would be like, "Oh my god, this another alien person. Let's get the fuck out of here before she rips I, our dicks I, I off." I rewound. I was <laughs> stunned. The, the two guys show up. One of them's Moloch. Um, they accost this woman. They grab her skirt and try to lift it up and talk about how they're gonna show her uh, their appreciation. I mean, they are genuine bona fide rapists yeah in fact at some point she asks why are you like why are you doing this and then and, and one of the guys says in a weirdly self-aware way this is just what we are what the fuck <laughs> like what the what the fuck yeah, he's like, he's like what, what if you really want to go into it i had a troubled childhood i i don't think i don't it's, it's maybe weird to say but that makes it worse yeah right like yeah not they're, just, they're aware they're monsters yeah he's not just some sort of like criminal that was like raised some horrible way and now he lashes out at the world around him you know what i mean not that that's forgivable but you get what i mean like he's like yeah i just love raping it it defines me like like holy holy shit that's awful that's really some people are really into like jazz or big band i'm just into but yes she uses her useless frost breath to throw one rapist through a wall the other one says ah here we go and then jumps her she knocks him back. He draws a switchblade. She lasers it out of his hand. And then he says, oh, I'll try this one more time. Yeah, he comes back as if, like, you wouldn't be, we got to get the fuck out of here. Also, it was, like, completely unsatisfying because at the end, she kicks one of them in the nuts and they're laying there. And the one rapist looks over at the other one and he's like, Joe, let's not tell anybody about this. It's like, couldn't she have killed them? Like, they were yeah. rapists. I don't want them to have a funny bit. I want both of them to be dead or at least severely yeah. injured. Why, why did they get the outline? Yes. That, that's important here because she doesn't get anything cool to do, by the way. Bef- just to surprise you about Supergirl. Supergirl doesn't do one fucking cool thing from start to two hours and four minute finish. No. Her Not one cool thing. Her always failures. She's got no jokes because she's a doe-eyed idiot. So she's gotten, she never says anything cool. She never has a cool monologue. Those are all reserved for the weird villain or like other random dudes. It's, it's, it's so painful to watch. But yeah, she like lightly shoves a couple of rapists and then, and then leaves. And their response is, let's not talk about this one. Yeah. Because like, when we're, um, at that, when we're at the convention <laughs> for creeps who deserve to die, I hope uh, let's not bring this one up to the other guys. Anyway, let's go find a different woman. Like, that's yes. the awful thing. Is yes. this this I, actual... Because vi- the real villain is just like, I want to use my magic to, like, get men. Yes. It's like, and to become famous <laughs> and to control things. And that's who she murders. <laughs> These me. two rapists, Fuck though, she's like, nah, good luck. <laughs> I, it was very... That was one of the many upsetting parts. Good I was like, God. I don't like this at all. But yes, uh, she travels through... Um, she travels through a like psychedelic uh, uh acid trip sequence which is so bad again a- another point i had to do like this like like alien came out like 10 years before this, like, yeah. this is in- so insulting and i will it also is, see this it is a green screen of like colors just flashing you yeah know? and she's it- just sitting in a room and they're just shining different they're just putting like different colored pieces of plastic over a light to like it's make like- it look like it's as if you went to a high school production of, like, the Willy Wonka movie and you were watching them do that weird boat sequence. You know, there's no earthly way of knowing which way we are going. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. No, keep going. I was enjoying your your, your version of, <laughs> I guess, Gene Wilder. Flowing. 
<laughs> this this movie too. I this is not a joke. This movie's like two hours long. Two I hours and four say, minutes. I would say a good twenty minutes of this movie are shots of her flying. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a lot of it. They and, are so like the opening shot of her flying around is no joke. Seven minutes long. I was like, the f- why am I watching? And I was watching this again, minutes. like at yep. double speed. And I was still like, "This is fucking unwatchable." Also, some of her early attempts at fly. Okay, well, let's let's cover this because she lands at the orb in the water again, emerges full formed in her suit, which doesn't make an ounce of fucking sense because no. they tr- they tried to explain this and they did an okay job with Superman, which is that his father and mother knew that Kal El would be leaving. Krypton forever that they were sending him away for good so they packed him up like he was in like a time capsule they gave him the outfit you know that yeah. would, kind of that, would, that, that, that they pretend was, you know even though it's a superhero outfit they pretend that it's like some sort of like way they would dress like yes. as a soldier or something which and is they, like the most absurd thing if you think about like going it's to so Krypton dumb and everybody's it's just so wearing dumb, different letters on their chest at, le- at least they're trying uh, uh, and they explain that his symbol is like a, a symbol of his family's crest you know what I mean yeah, and then which they, was, I, I'm thinking the original also, Superman movie. He just has a cot. They're just like, yeah, that's the suit of course. the Kryptonians gave him. And you're like, that's all I need. I don't but also need he's, more. he's given sort of like the the technology to have his supercomputer thing, which yes. is, is abused in later films where they, like, they have like a, an AI that can like allow like fucking Lex Luthor to do anything. It's stupid. But, but AI at least, has no safety protocols. At least it makes sense that he was a, he was sent with this stuff because they knew that he had to start a new life. She hopped in what yes. was essentially like someone's like space golf cart and flew to a new planet and crashed. And it wasn't like she found some stuff inside. She just comes out of the water in this suit. And even she doesn't seem to really think too much about it. Like she just goes it's, about her day. And, and she, like when she can start flying and stuff, it's not like a realization. No. Like, when Superman as a kid starts realizing he has superpowers, you know, and it's like a thing. She's just like, yeah, of course I can fly and shoot lasers out of my eyes that make flowers cool, neat. bloom. Again, because she's nine. So she does like a couple of, of like air cartwheels. And then, and, and weirdly, those shots, way too long. And are all like filmed from like a, like, like a creep, a creep. Did you notice that they film like yes. a creep way? Like they're Which all shots from the shot, bushes. <laughs> yeah, like every shot is like, you're like, is what the this, fuck? are they filming this to do an up the skirt? But then every time it never happens. So I'm just like, it, was there just like a creepy DP who kept being pissed that they had like tied her skirt down? <laughs> and and we watch her flip around. We watch her use her fucking heat vision to grow a fucking flower because of course, of yeah, course. Crush a rock. That's what you would do. I know ass. if I came on a planet, I'd be like, I bet you I can crush rocks Ridiculous. now. <laughs> And then she 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 just like is accustomed to her powers almost immediately. Then yeah. flies around the world, like the whole world. We see her in like uh-huh. multiple countries. Then comes back to, and I don't know if you noticed this, folks. Chicago, yeah, Chicago, baby. Because after, what after after she does her world tour, every single flight sequence is over downtown Chicago. Yet all of the scenes of her at like the school or the amusement park. Or that random road, which appears to be in the American Southwest, none of them look anything like anything near Chicago. Well, here's Yet the thing: when- is they're supposed to be directly outside of. They're supposed to be like a small village adjacent town to Metropolis, right? So all the footage that you see of her flying over "quote unquote" Chicago is just the. But they say is- they say Chicago repeatedly. Do they? It's said four times in this movie. 
Specifically, just tune it out. <laughs> specifically twice when uh, the villain and uh, and Ellis arrive at like her little theme park that she lives at. Uh, the radio is like you're listening to Chicago. Something, something, something. They, they say Chicago, and then and then at one point uh, the villain I gotta remember her name. Jesus Christ, uh, Selena. S- Selena. Uh, Selena says something about Chicago. So they they establish. That this is Chicago and not Metropolis. Right. I'll be honest. I assumed that they were outside of Metropolis the entire what time. The f- because but, but why, though? Because what's-his-name shows up? Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, shows up. Exactly. And so I was like, well, they have to be close to Metropolis. And in no. the DC universe, I don't think there is a Chicago. I don't Metropolis think so either. Metropolis is where Chicago is. <laughs> it's like a Midwest like big city located later in the comics, right across the river from Gotham, which seems yeah, I really... Think- I That's think something Gotham, they did later in DC, I think during like the New 52 crap, where it's like, that makes zero sense. If they're that close together, there would be no crime in Gotham because Superman would just fly over and kill everyone. Yeah, the, like like Gotham, I think, is meant to be... Uh, it's supposed to be New York City. Originally, they didn't want to call it New York City for obvious reasons. Fair enough. they were going to talk about how it was a shithole. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and cry. I suppose at the time those things were written, that would be really accurate because, because you know, in like the seventies, yeah, like well, New, New York City original, was a nightmare. Well, Gotham was created during uh, like the nineteen thirties and forties, where oh, right, like, right. the mob presence yeah. in New York was gigantic. Yeah, right, and right. So right. it was supposed to like kind of talk about a town that was sort of corrupt, and then anyway, yeah, uh, but 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 this is set definitively, I guess, in Schomburg. I don't know. It's just set somewhere outside of Chicago. But I can tell you right now, there are no abandoned fairgrounds because I would be go hanging out there. That would be very cool. I, um, I this lady, I could not figure out. I don't know much about Supergirl. Okay, well, let's talk about Selena. Uh, is that is that who you're winding up for? But or? I, I do not think she has a villain, which is a low grade like Crystal Mom. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah I, yeah like she's like a fake magician but then she knows uh what's his name peter cook's character nigel who appears to be like a, a legit warlock like yeah he can really I, cast magic and i was like i don't understand what is going on by the way i googled it and yes indeed selena is an, an invention uh of uh of of the 19 or 1984 movie and i assume because i was like there's no way if she had a like a, a magical villain her motivation wouldn't be i live in like a weird theme park house and i have a quote-unquote coven and i just could not which is just comprised of me and like my receptionist yeah you know what i mean this really felt like um remember when we did catwoman and we talked about how like it's sort of insulting that they, they they made a movie with a female superhero lead and she goes against like a cosmetic company you know like that's like the yeah. bad guys to her this felt like very much in the same where it's like well she can't go after like a man which i was like well that seems yeah. like a poor choice she, she can't definitely go toe should have been, toe within a man she definitely should have been beating the shit out of a man so an, too, am, like, an amateur sorceress is much better yes and like such a low tier and so much of this movie is about selena and her wanting to become a powerful witch and rule the world and it's just like I don't care about who this person is. I know I'm spending a lot of time because you paid money for Faye Dunaway, but I don't care. We spend a lot of time with the villain, but at least in the old Superman films, uh, that's because it was Lex Luthor, and, yes, and he was explaining a plot. Right, he was explaining. <laughs> you were watching Lex Luthor, so you could understand his, albeit stupid, real estate plot that he was creating for the climax of the movie. You're following this woman while she's just basically making soup. You know, like she's not building towards anything. And at least Lex Lex Luthor was, I mean, his plans were dumb. We complain about that in the superhero movie. But 
But at least, at least in those films, uh, Lex Luthor is like a genius, and we get to watch him unfurl his weird ass plans. She yes. is not good at being a sorceress. That's established right away. She gets the orb, which apparently makes her magic work, which leaves me wondering the whole time. She apparently is, could do magic, but like I, I wondered that the whole time. Is magic real? Apparently. And, or did this orb just allow her to like? like manifest her delusions i have no idea the movie doesn't bother to explain they just drop us in and say hi here's a warlock and a witch having a picnic next yes. to where next to w- where on a, like a, supergirl a, crashes and a like, bingle head or like it's some animal head like who would bring an animal skin to a picnic and then he has like this weird thing looks like it was just like a bowl full of like thousand island dressing but yeah that's what the that orb the falls orb into lands and, in it's yeah, just so uh, weird I, I I can't fathom what anyone was thinking he, through he, most of these films. For some reason, is the math teacher at the school? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Well, there's so that many never scenes. pays off. It's just like they were like, we don't have an actor to play the math student. There's so like, many scenes where it's cook. like he's still in his trailer. How did you get? How did you? How did someone? How did someone think of this scene and like plot it out? And no one said, well, that doesn't sound like a very good scene. Like, like yeah. what, uh, one thing I wrote way later in the film is when they had. Supergirl um, um, uh, crouched over a, a a shirtless groundskeeper who had been tricked with a love potion uh, into loving Supergirl and is laying on a the, the edge of a lake against a football-themed bumper car while Supergirl gently fed him the the uh, uh, the flesh of the inside of a coconut. I was like, why did how what <laughs> yeah because she dropped, she made a coconut appear that was like her what? big magic power what how do you get that that scene and be like guys what are we filming yeah and nobody Hold was on. like this is what's today's stupid f- what's today's scene what the fuck are we filming today well and then there's like a scene where he's running and they uh like a backhoe's chasing him and it goes on for so for- long before supergirl shows up and her friend gets in the the like backhoe and tries to stop it and it like jostles and she hits her head so she's unconscious supergirl shows up and saves the guy that's in the front of the thing and then just leaves her friend in a runaway vehicle like uh-huh. it, just, it crashes into a building she never goes back to check on her she doesn't help her that girl could have died it's so weird uh and then and then as as her friend regains consciousness uh uh she she's making out with <laughs> <laughs> with the guy she rescued for some fucking reason. Yeah, who's just like, oh, you're so pretty, I love you. And she's, like, into it. And, and like, again... Why would a person be... Also, th- I will say this. This girl, the actress, uh, who I, I don't really know if she's really dying... Her name's Helen Slater? Yes. Uh, she was apparently in nothing else that I saw. Oh, she was in City Slickers. Um, she does a great job in this movie of looking like a person who has no thought in her mind. Like, they cut to her sometimes... And she just has this vacant, like, thousand-yard stare. As if, like, she's just somewhere else. She's so... She is so challenging to watch because she is, like... I I don't know how much of it is exactly her fault because she is bad. I wrote in my notes... And I really never do this, but I wrote in my notes almost immediately, she's terrible. 
Like she's, she's not good, but this is only, I will say this is only her like this is her first actual thing. She's sure, like in an after school special before this, she is struggling with these lines, but that's also not her fault because she's not given any moments, as I said earlier. Because from yeah. start to finish, she shows up as a confused, naive child. Then she's randomly turned into Supergirl out of a lake, in which she just sort of like wanders from scene to scene, asking questions and blinking her eyes, and never again. I don't think she has any. I don't think she has any lines that aren't just like, like like flimsy questions. Like she never. But like, I will she, say this: she has no declarative this movie, statements. This movie has like some of the worst dialogue ever. I mean, it's just so bad and hackneyed, and like she really does have. When she shows up, she flies around for a while, decides she doesn't know what to do, sees some girls playing softball, and then fakes a she can. Uh, she's like morph from the x-men she can just make an outfit for herself and then she shows up and is like oh i went to sc- I, I my cousin sent my paperwork i'm an orphan which is like a weird thing to say after you mentioned family but uh she's she starts she's enrolled in this girl's school and starts going to class but they why there's no reason for her to be in this school it's so weird i i also want to call that scene because um yeah she 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 encounters those like weird rapists and I guess assumes that she can't run around as Supergirl. But again, why? Just like chase the orb, dude. Like it, your family's yeah, just dying. Fly around they said, the orb. they said your, your mother, Mia Farrow, who will not reappear in this film, uh, said to you that they had just a handful of days, which I assume to mean three, three or four, three or yeah. four days. And you're, you land, you looked around, like you flew across, you flew to Scotland for no reason. Then you came back again to Chicago, where you just sort of like stopped looking for the orb and joined a girls all girls school, which I think again was just the writers being like, "Yes." And now the naive space woman goes to where they get changed, you know? Like I'm just like, yes. "Oh fuck my life!" We're wandering through like one Skinamax movie into the next Skinamax movie premise. It's so weird. Uh, and, and I was right, by the way, because there is a long sequence of women getting uh, getting undressed into various stages, uh, including Supergirl again reinforcing this idea, wearing a bra, like tr- like pretending to try on a bra over her clothes and putting stuff into it as if she doesn't even understand the concept of her own body, which again makes it weird when she has. A very intimate relationship with a non-consenting man <laughs> who appears to be like fucking thirty-eight. Good God! Yeah, I mean, what are you it's doing. It's so weird because, like, yeah, like you get the idea that she's like a kid and like she's at a school full of horny kids who are all like, "Ooh, look at that guy over there cutting that tree down." It's like I, this is kind of gross, guys. You you set up these are high school students. I don't really want to go into like the details of their love lives. And then yeah, I mean, like a porky shower scene going on. Yeah, it's it's genuinely strange the what the, the the routes this movie takes, despite setting up a relatively like straightforward premise. Is like this is an important crystal. It it went away from place it needs to be. Please go get it, hero. Uh, you would think there'd just be like <laughs> a preceding events where they they uh they, they 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 fight through some various tribulations, but no. She, like, wanders off this weird side quest where she's, like, just pretending to do algebra. I'm just, what? And, and, and you think the fact that her teacher is, a, is the warlock is going to play in. It doesn't. 
uh, it doesn't have any kind of connection to her, and he's and she's not found out by the warlock, which is what you think is going to happen. Um, but but also, how is she able to like? I know that we invent some of these characters that have new powers, but like she can shapeshift, she can trap lightning. We find out later. Uh, what's yeah. going on? She has like that's what I mean. Is like her powers are just like ah, what you write in the script. I guess I need her to look like she's a student. All right, yeah, she can make clothes. What else she got? Uh, one thing I, I also wanted to mention from my notes, uh, when she ar- arrives at this school's administrative office and is questioned about her, the legitimacy of her claims to being like Clark Kent's like cousin, I think is what she says. Yes. Yeah, she's cause that, that it is, he is her cousin, you know, in the canon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, so she says that, and then the guy steps away from the, the administrator steps away for a moment and she using her super speed grabs a form and forges it with her information and then places it uh, into the filing cabinet uh, filed correctly. Yes. However, we've established that she lacks the understanding to know what a tree is or a train is, who people are, who's bad, what mean is, <laughs> like yeah. what, what, what day is. She seems to be an excellent like, how rogue. Do, <laughs> how, how does this strange baby know how to forge a college form. <laughs> yeah, why would she... And, and where's she getting the information? Because, like, the yeah. information would have to be, like, where does Clark Kent live? Where does this... Like, you just know he lives on Earth. Uh, you wrote in my space pod in Argo City. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you said uh, you live on floor 182 of Argo City. <laughs> it's next to what you think is supposed to be a rock because fucking Zoltar doesn't know shit. Uh, under your previous credits, you wrote Glow glow cubes what is it what is a glow cube what what is this you said once created a semblance of life which destroyed your city oh my god why am i at this school right now but yeah she can forge this document and then wander through a couple of shower scenes and then goes to classes and i'm just like pacing around my office being like what's happening like can you you fathom that that, that like Frodo is given the ring to take to Mordor, and, and on his way he stops to just like join a high school. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like I mean, they, technically they do spend a full year with that Tom Finger or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Uh, no, but what's crazy is too is like we start seeing these stories. You're like, well, some of this is gonna have to pay off, right? Because they introduce these bullies at school, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be Selena's daughter, and that's how she's gonna find out about. Nope. They just appear, they try to kill a girl by hitting a a field hockey, like, ball at her head as hard as possible. And when Supergirl runs in front of her, the ball hits her and disintegrates. And I was like, wait, that's the ball not re- just bounce off of her. That's not but, reflective of her abilities. Yeah, that that's just, how hard that girl that's hit how, it. That's how hard, yeah. If that had hit that other girl's face, her head would have come clean off. It would have just been a, like a mist of red and the headless corpse would have fallen over. That's, and I'm pretty sure it's a foul. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're at least going to get a red card. <laughs> if they do that in girls field hockey. Yeah, but and then there's like a scene where she's going to like this same bully's going to like burn all these people in the shower because she's mad at them for stopping her killing another student. And then that's wrapped up. Now this girl is going to meet Jimmy Olsen, who I believe we've established in the Superman movies is like in his late 20s. 
He's like a grown ass man. He's not a child like he is in the you know early days of the comics. He shows up to take a like a sophomore on a date to Popeyes, by the way, which is an important thing I need to establish here. They they jam this movie with with fucking fucking uh, uh what's it called uh, uh product uh, placement product product placement. Did you catch the A and W references? Yes. There's yes. nine of them, and you know where you know where like the first one is. The I rapist. <laughs> oh the, yeah, isn't he? The Moloch. Moloch's wearing an AW shirt, and I'm like, um, root beer company. <laughs> yeah, it, it's shocking that like there's a time I mean, where somebody you, could be like, put the rapist is. You can't work your product into like a World War II movie, and then the first scene, like a Hitler's taking a sip of a Pepsi, yeah. and you're like, oh, like, excuse ooh, me, <laughs> the new fresh, you know, or like. It's like, you know, there's a thing where Apple has, like, a, a thing where you can't use Apple products in movies if the villains are going to use them. Like, they can't have an iPhone <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they yeah. don't want to be associated with bad guys. AMW's <laughs> like, who do you got for us? Rapist? We're on him. What else you got? Well, uh, that's that's how the rapist clause was born for our future our future product placement. You can't you can't put it on anyone who commits uh, yeah, sexual assault like, or war crimes after this. A and W goes to see the movie like the CEO, <laughs> and he's like he like immediately leaves the theater and calls on the world's oldest like mobile phone. He's like, "What the fuck's going on?" I was just watching Supergirl, and this guy I liked his style, but I think he might have been a rapist. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really get his or anything, but... Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? He was kind of comedy relief. Maybe I'm not upset by this. <laughs> he had a great outro line, you know, after the assault. I don't think assault. we want to represent rapists, do we? <laughs> I'm not How sure. I may look into that. <laughs> um, yeah, Is that it's... our new market? <laughs> do, you, do you love root beer and hate consent? Well, we've got a drink for you. <laughs> That would be the worst product placement, but you know it would get people oh talking. God. Oh, holy shit. Well, thanks, Don Draper. That's, uh, that's an excellent ad campaign <laughs> yeah. you got there. I'm going to go get drunk in my office and cheat on my wife. Well, this show is really on the nose now. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know you guys just think we put in a quote from Real Mad Men. No, that was my spot on Don, J- Don Draper imitation. Oh, holy fuck me. I, I lost track of my notes. Um, oh, yeah, I had, I had a question uh, uh, just before we leave forever, the fucking girl school premise that does not need to be revisited. Why is, uh, A, why, why did we have to get a Lane in here? Like, why is Lois Lane present? Lois Lane's cousin or sister. Lucy Lane, Lucy Lane present. I know she's in the comics, but she's like a much is more she? Inter- I don't think she is. Lana no, she Lang is. is in the comics. There's a, Lois Lane has a younger sister. She's like blind and then she gets like, uh, she gets like. I don't know. I know, I know Lana Lang, there's Lana Lang and Lois Lane, but I didn't think Lois Lane had a relative, but I could be wrong. I don't really follow Superman. I don't really either, but yeah, Lucy Lane is first seen in one of the comics somewhere okay. in the 80s. I don't think it was preceded by the movie though maybe it but, was they but she's got to get on this action but she has a totally like, like in it like she is like uh she is rendered blind from like uh from like a from like an attack that she had when she was like a flight attendant from like a terrorist or some weird shit 
But then, like, she's rescued by Bizarro, and, like, she's not blind anymore, and she has, like, a, she's, like, worked into a couple things, and I think at one point she takes on the role of Superwoman, because everyone does that in these fucking comic books. Um, but, but yeah, so there is a Lucy Lane, but this one is, like, this weird, like, uh, this weird, like, uh, 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 misfit, like, girl I, who's, she like, was, it was like dirty Rizzo. all the time. Yeah, like Rizzo from uh, Greece. Uh, you guys like how I'm making references from only things that are so old, no one will know what I'm talking about. Well, she looks like a fucking little rascal when we meet her. She's got like this, this weird, like short, like kind of like uh, tomboy curly haircut, and she's like filthy. Like I guess later on, this that's explained by the fact that she's on the field hockey team. But when you meet her, she's like caked in mud for an entire scene. I was like, what is this? <laughs> What's yeah, happening? It's, it's so weird. And then, like, their awkward meeting is supposed to be played as, like, comedy, but it's delivered so dry and deadpan by everybody involved that it's just, it's so joyless. And then this is, like, everybody in this movie has some sort of, uh, like, I don't know, relationship time warp where they meet a person for 15 seconds and they're like, all right, you're my best friend now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be friends forever. Yeah, because I mean, because like Selena sees a guy doing gardening and was like, "I'm going to abandon my world takeover plans until I can like bone that dude." Yeah, I just want it's what? for a day. She just wants to fuck him. I know. She wants him to fall in love with her for one day so they can go to bone and, and town. It's, and it's profoundly confusing because she's like, "I'm going to use magic," and I'm like, "Uh, ma'am, you're Faye Dunaway. <laughs> I think I think you're good. Like, just go fucking yeah, just talk try to hitting him. on him first. Jesus Christ! And also, maybe don't invite him to your house, your fucking, you know, Joker okay. Joker mansion that you're living in. Just we, maybe be like, can I meet you for coffee? We gotta stop for a minute and talk about this, because I love that in every superhero uh, concept, there are 1,000 abandoned, like, abandoned theme parks where people team to set up their headquarters and live. But no more, no, nowhere else is it as weird as this one, because... It's usually shown to be, like, a dingy place where they have, like, a cot set up or something, you know? Or, like, yeah. the Joker is t- taking it over and turned it into some weird headquarters, but, like, kept the motif. She's in a Halloween ride, <clears throat> which is so much a Halloween ride that at one point her ally <laughs> rides by on the, like, on like the track. <laughs> on, like, on, like, the train track that would take you through the horror ride, as if it's still a functioning one. And at yes. some point says, the city shut off the hot water. And I was like... You have utilities? <laughs> yes. Like, that doesn't even make sense from like a theme park standpoint. They they probably don't need to give you hot water. You just need running water for a bathroom, maybe. <laughs> it was so weird. And then it's like she's living out there and she's practicing magic and she has like all she has like a party, but like a nineteen fifties drink party where like everybody comes in prom dresses and weird outfits and they seem to know that people there are witches because one of them says they're all witches well one of them says that she wants to become rich and famous which is why she's into magic and then she's physically accosted by selena for no good reason um but like at some point as we're watching her uh uh she spends the entire movie in this headquarters by the way up until the very end when she makes a new headquarters, which is then ultimately defeated, uh, yeah, she creates like a butte in the middle of the city. It's like we'll get, it's a uh, terrible holy shit. place for a I base. can't believe we're fifty minutes in, and I have to say we'll get to that in a minute. But fuck my life, this movie There's is so much it's a cavalcade, a cavalcade of nonsense. But but <laughs> at some point, I wrote when that stupid fucking tractor sequence was taking place. I just wrote, why? 
Am I yeah. watching a witch from Chicago play Grand Theft Auto using a space orb and a magic mirror? Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're cutting the Supergirl learning algebra. What yes. the fuck is this? And she's also <laughs> she like later when the like the big scene's happening, she's just having a burger. Like they just went and got some fries. It's oh like a good God. time. It's so bizarre what they included in this movie. And then like the the scene where the tractor's chasing the guy or whatever the backhoe, they're like watching on the mirror and she basically the orb made her wish, which was somebody to bring this guy to her, made that thing come to life and hunt him down. So she doesn't even have agency over what's happening. She's also just watching. And then she's too dumb to realize that the girl who she had just seen, she just saw Supergirl carry this guy away. And while watching, her clothes change, because Supergirl doesn't go anywhere. She's watching this all happen. Can't tell they're the same person. It was so confusing. And then, like, yeah, like, and then yeah. she invites uh, Nigel over because she wants help beating Supergirl for this express reason. You're like, at this point, oh, it's got to be. She knows she has to get rid of Supergirl because earlier there's a there's a radio uh, thing when she drives off that says Superman has left the galaxy. Yeah, to go on a mission to another galaxy. I don't know what mission he could possibly be going on. She says an inter, or the radio host says an intergalactic peacekeeping mission, and I was like, "Yes, uh, sure." So Fine. that's why super. That's why Superman's gone, and she can't find him. But like, so I was like, at this point, she's gonna be like, "I need to get rid of Supergirl, and then I can take over." But like, as long as there's a superpowered human being, there's nothing I can do. No, she still wants to get back at her for stealing this guy, and it's like this is the most petty and like juvenile idea of what a woman would want like oh you stole my my man who i tried to drug and have sex with well i'm gonna have this guy bring a voodoo stick and we're gonna cast a spell it was insane and then i don't know how the two of them could deliver those lines and not just be like this is fucking stupid i'm not doing this yeah it's 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 very she's holding the orb and he's holding that uh like voodoo stick it's like a shrunken head on a pole and they're like standing next to each other and they're like shaking them and then there's just this long shot of them standing and not moving i it's everything you should just really check that out it's unbelievable that the director just didn't say cut and move on but instead i guess we'll just let this play out see how long they'll stand there before they say something to me but it is i need to establish it firmly in the heads of listeners how insulting it is this woman who dreams of world domination evil yes but big big dreams big dreams she has from the very it is her opening line her opening line is that i will rule this world one day she and then then literally into her fondue comes a space orb that could do anything and she's like excellent now that i have this i guess i'll go back to my i'm gonna get some strange i'm gonna get some exactly and then and then when that when that fails that one guy i have to keep going at it i cannot find anyone else i can't do anything else i'm just going and to hang out he with was my a one fucking friend. doofus he like, was a doofus. talking to him he's like like so dumb it's like why would you be interested in this guy no but but she does she she she, she conjures galactic beings just to kill supergirl because she wants to fuck ellis from Die Hard. that is what happens up until the end of this movie. Because the only step she makes towards ruling the world. Again, her opening line 
is that once once she gets uh, Supergirl sent off to the Phantom Zone for some reason, I can't establish how she figured out that the Phantom Zone exists. Yeah, she I could not. When she there. put her there, I was like, wait, how did she know how to put someone in the know. Phantom Zone? That was, to my knowledge, Kryptonian. I don't think it was just sort of like a general space prison. Yeah, anyone it's just can not like a, Yeah, anybody can go. You just sign some paperwork, become a distributor, and you can send people straight to the Phantom Zone. Which, by the way, is weird. Argo City appears to be like a, a like a suffering refugee colony in a way, I guess, because they're like oh, trapped. Yeah, I mean, Krypton's gone. Yeah, so they're trapped in some weird place, but they still have like the power to send people to the Phantom Zone. It's like, and that's right. what I mean. I love that, like, the idea is they're running out of power, and they're like, let's waste a little bit of it sending this dumbass <laughs> to the Phantom. Like, I think just letting him die. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. She sends Supergirl to the Phantom Zone, which we'll touch in a second. But then when she's gone and finally she has everything she needs, she hires like four henchmen and drives through the city in an open top car and builds a castle on a mountain that she makes. Yes, and, and then she, she has that guy being her like prince. And that's it. And then she shows up and there's some people protesting. And she's and like, it. get rid of them. I was like, what is going on at this point? We're watching just the most absurd movie but the Phantom Zone, we have to talk about that before this episode's over. Please, please. She shows up in the Phantom Zone and can't tell where she is. She's lost her powers, because I guess the Phantom Zone, you know, no yellow sun or whatever. Uh, she starts wandering around, and then she falls in some mud, which is really gross. And she gets saved by somebody. It turns out she's saved by Zoltar. By the way, and real, never any story sequence there. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I was also like, when they, when they cut to him, I was like, I, I was so confused, because... I had no idea she was in the negative zone. All of a sudden, I wish she was, or the phantom zone. I, yeah. She's like, when did she get here? And he takes a bottle and points it in her mouth and says, squirt, which is not something you want to see like a 55-year-old man say to a teenage girl. Nope. Uh, <laughs> just... my, my notes are as follows. Did he just say squirt? Okay, please stop saying squirt. I will pay you, I will pay you money to stop saying squirt. Please stop making Lawrence of Arabia say squirt. Then he squirts it in her mouth. She, she finally lets him, which is gross. gross. And then she makes a face like it's disgusting. It's bad. I, just, I felt like this was some sort of perverts, like oral sex fantasy. But and then you're, and then you're waiting like, is, oh, okay, this is going, this is going to, this is then going to come into play. Like he's figured out some way to leave the Phantom Zone, and this is some component of it. No. No, it he's insane. And as near as I can tell, he's been in the Phantom Zone for two and a half to three days. He, he has gone mad in less than a week. He has been in the Phantom Zone for almost no time whatsoever and has lost his mind. And that he's just going to have a rough time. And he's just like filled a bottle with, I guess, his urine. And he's just spraying yes. it into his mouth and calling it squirt. It, I could not believe it. I don't know what he's doing. Him and he was like ragged. All I could think was it couldn't have been more than five days no he, he could only have been here for a unless time i guess is so nebulous in the phantom zone look i i agree it looks like it sucks there but uh i don't I think, think it would take you more than and obviously they must be sending people there and they can live so couldn't he find somebody else to hang out with he didn't have to go insane i just never pictured the phantom zone being like an actual place yeah, I thought it was just a flat disc you got stuck well, in, a flat square. I always pictured it as if you're just, like, falling forever in, like, some cosmic void or something awful. Because because he's, like, built, like, a home in this weird, yeah. like, mud house. And a, a mud house yeah, it and seems I was like, like a gross place, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. it could be worse. It's, it's just, it just seems like a, like, like a place where they dump motor oil. 
Uh, but but I don't I don't know what it's for. But then we get Peter O'Toole back to do some weird acting, and then again, they try to like dump some bizarre exposition about how he's found like the the neurons that he can combine to open a hole out of the. Man, also, th- then okay. he's like, "Oh, we can't go because we could die." You're stuck in a, like a literal hellscape. Why would you ever be like, I don't think I'm going to try to leave. I don't want to miss out the on this. The worst that happens is you die. <laughs> Which I would have to imagine is a step up at some point for these people. You, Like you said, he may be drinking his own urine. I don't know. Yeah, whatever would get him to stop squirting into people's mouths is a win. I was waiting when he they were like crawling up the thing and she was like, I can't. I was waiting for him to like lean down and be like, squirt. You know, <laughs> just give me a quick one before you go. <laughs> just a refresher. It'll it'll perk you up. Uh, but yeah, yeah and then but they, like, like you said, to get out, they basically just cr- climb across the laziest piece of set work ever while a fan blows. And then this woman starts lobbing like D&D spells at them. She launches like a fireball in like a meteor store. <laughs> yeah, it's... It felt like I guess then TSR probably should have sued somebody. And 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 she just gets back to where she was. Like the Phantom Zone established to be like a a profoundly unique cosmic prison is like unraveled in like a a, a ten second sequence. She she crawls through a thing. Although Zoltar either falls back into the Phantom Zone or dies. It was real unsure. But then she comes back. And she frees her friends from these stupid ball cages they're in. And then Selena's big plan to stop her is she starts making the floor like wiggly and falling through like it's a funhouse. I watched 25 minutes of this woman fly around. This is not a problem, but yet she acts like she can't figure out how to just, I don't know, hover. Like, this is this is a non, you know what I mean? It's like when people pull out guns with Superman, he's just like, come on. Yeah, you, you can't have someone showcase their powers worse and we're talking about Superman level powers, which we know is insane. It's godlike. Yes. It's like it's like full. It's like it's like full invulnerability, except in very specific scenarios. It's laser vision. It's frost breath. Based on our, our examination, the other ones, it's also creating mini versions of Superman that you shoot out of your hand. It's all kinds of fucking whack ass powers that make you so unstoppable. And she's just like struggling to like handle a wobbly floor and like regular metal cages and again a woman who was just standing there trying to figure out how to work a space orb that's our grand sequence no i'm sorry our grand sequence is she is selena summons a a fucking rubber ass puppet again oh my god alien the thing came out like eight years before this fuck my life this weird like like John Henson puppet, like Jim Henson's like brother who didn't get into the yeah. actual business. Bro- broke ass Henson. A broke ass dollar store Henson puppet shows up, and then they, we don't know what to do because his prop isn't big enough. These are called crumpets. We can't call them muppets. I'll get sued. This 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 fucking puppet isn't big enough for us to actually have Supergirl fight it. So we'll like we'll like overlay an image of Supergirl just kind of like wiggling, and then we'll stretch the actual image. Like we'll, we'll we'll like fuck with the resolution of Supergirl's like overlay, so she's all weird and contorted, and that's supposed to be her being like what pulled like taffy. Like what the fuck is even happening? Yeah, I, it was. There's a lot of confusing. Uh... I, I I this might be the worst effects we've seen in any of the movies we've done. I mean, it breaks top five at least. 
This Which scene. Is, again, saying something. I mean, we watched Virus. <laughs> yeah, we've watched some stinkers. Fuck, it's so bad. Like, I, l- listen to me. I'm this angry. I'm the calm one in this in this duo. <laughs> Fuck. It, it, it is, uh, yeah, it's just so weird. I the, the That whole ending, I was just like, this has to end soon. I, I like, kind of checked out in the ending. Well, yeah, because they fight, like, three times. Because, like, this is not the first time. They, they like, Supergirl and Selina have met and, like, faced off four times. What kind of writing is that? Like, you know, if you create, yeah. a, if you create a villain, you don't have them, maybe one, but you don't have them constantly have fights in which the... Or, or you they, have them have interesting fights. Their fights are boring. At one point, she just puts a bunch of, like, metal rods around her. She could just push them over. They're just stuck in the ground. And then she leaves, even yes. though she could end it right there. And she's she she and she must know that this woman's using the orb, so she has every reason to stay there and like combat her further. But no, she like rips a bunch of metal at her and then just leaves, and then like wanders around being like, "Boy, how am I gonna find this orb?" Like you already know where it is. God yeah, quit walking away from it. <laughs> People, your, your family's dying in their in their fucking vacuum seal prison out in cosmic space. It's, oh, God. And, and, and just to point out something else, she said, we talked about this in the mini-episode, this movie cost something like $34 million. Yeah, $34 million. In 1984. Yes, which we talked about, I, I think I looked up in uh, Back to the Future's like 17 or $19 million, which, which, which came out the same year. And Back to the Future, like, two, like, changed cinema forever through a number of different pieces of technology that didn't exist before the movie. And that movie cost less to make than this weird thing and there isn't one effect well, that works you brought, you brought this up aliens came out in 79 so five years before this using a rough estimate the aliens cost 11 million dollars which was roughly maybe 15 to 16 million dollars like equivalent in 1984 so for less than half the amount this movie cost they made the movie alien they built a fucking spaceship in that movie that is one giant set they built the entire thing it connects it's all sorts of shit they had tons of famous actors in that movie tons of special effects they made an awesome suit for an alien half the cost this movie cost double and its big effect is they like went to a dollar store and bought like a like a knockoff godzilla toy and then just put smoke in front of it and we're like good enough and just and just sort of fucking like you know control control t like warp the the fucking image of supergirl yes like into different different shapes and uh it was so bad i can't i can't get over it i I can't but the the problem is is it wasn't like just like they spent it on another sequence there is no scene or set yeah there's there's nothing here and i mean i know peter o'toole is a famous actor and faye dunaway was you know very popular I can't imagine they could have raised the budget enough to justify that. Because, I mean, it feels like you could have shot this movie for, like, $5 million? Tops? Like, now you could shoot this movie for $5 million. Like, this is like a sci-fi budget movie. Yeah. It is insane. Um, The, uh, yeah, and then, I don't know, just the whole thing is deeply upsetting. Uh, yeah, I think that's how I, 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 I think, I think I was able to get through all of my notes despite, despite the volume of them. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, I, so I watched this movie, I rented it through YouTube cause I was able to use that money you get from doing those stupid quizzes for Google. So you don't yeah, have to pay actual money. And, uh, 
I got done watching. I was like, I'm going to go just look at some of the comments because maybe there'll be like some funny jokes in here. You know, I was like, let me just see what people are saying. And like the first 20 comments were like, it was somebody was like, I'm so glad this is, I, I apparently watched the European version. I don't know what the fuck the difference was, but somebody put, I'm glad they uploaded the European version. And I was like, what could possibly have been the difference? Cause it's, it seems to be the same length as the movie according to IMDb. But then uh, somebody else was like, I loved this movie as a kid, just watched it again, so good. And I, I was like, are you, please tell me you're still a child. <laughs> and then there was like somebody was like, I've never seen this, is it any good? And like 15 people were talking about how great this movie was. And that just started to bum me out. <laughs> I mean, I think this is not the first time we've encountered this. This is the hardest time I've had believing it. But there's been a lot of like people who, especially older people who were like younger and have a different affiliation. I mean... There was a lot of people who were irritated with our take on the original Batman, which is like a thousand leagues better than this movie. Um, Just because that Batman movie is mostly just about Vicky Vale being like confused most of the time. Um, It was just a a vehicle to see how many times they can make Kim Basinger scream. uh, But then, but and there's other movies we've not fully understood. I mean, we did Barbarella, which apparently is beloved by lots of people. And again, we don't get it. But, yes, I, but I mean, unless you're unless you're like really hard up for something to jerk off to. But if that's the case with this movie, I take it back. I get all those movies at least a little bit. This one, I mean, I, there's material there to like be confused by, but it it is just this wandering, anti-feminist, like confusing, lazy, even by, like eighty standards. Yeah, this even was a by, weird take on women. Even by the preceding Superman movies that made Lois Lane confused, unable to spell, and horny, this is profoundly worse. <laughs> yeah, suddenly Superman using X-ray vision to tell Lois Lane what color her underwear is feels less creepy than an entire film. Yeah, I I, I can't I cannot get over how much this felt like someone's weird like sexual like gratification script um mixed with someone else who wanted it to write like somebody wrote like a a porn parody movie and somehow he sent like the wrong script yeah, to but it, it, his agent and then they sold it and then he had to just cut out all the sex it's like some it's like one writer wrote that and then the other writer was like trying to write the new star wars and was inventing a bunch of dumb like overwrought sci-fi well, bullshit and they jammed the- them together this movie is credited to just one person, which one person I that I would like to harm. <laughs> I'll just I'll make so clear. So, what else do you think this guy has written? Oh fuck me! I don't know. Uh, He's done some crap, but he wrote um, the Dark Crystal. I guess that that tracks probably was from the weird crystal-based magic horseshit we had this episode. Yes, and he wrote for a long. He wrote for three years on the Muppet Show. What? He was a writer. But he also wrote another motion picture, uh, which I I know you think is one of the greatest films ever made. Oh boy, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> oh God, I know, I know. You, Dolph I, Lundgren is he man? Yes. A young Courtney Cox. Fuck, there's just like an era of filmmaking here in the uh, late but 70s after seeing this, I'm and like, eighties, and nah, it's it's all clicking together. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it might be. And then he got, uh, I, I assume. Oh, he just got credit for the motion picture screenplay for the the Dark Crystal TV show, but yeah, he uh, he's still alive, but has not worked since the nineties. Like, I guess actually till the end of the eighties. So yeah, but I, I was just like, did this guy ever write anything else? And then they didn't even bother to credit the two people who created Supergirl in the comics. In the credits, they didn't even bother to give them the credit, which is like something they always yeah. do. 
Yeah, which I guess, though, probably if you were those two people, Otto Binder and Al Plastino, maybe you were just like, nah, I'm okay. Well, I, <laughs> it's just fine with me. I feel like they, they had to have attempted to get Superman into this movie at some point. I mean, like, even just in the, before the script's even done, maybe just in preliminary, I feel like they were like contemplating it, trying to work it out. And then I feel like they probably just gave this script to Christopher Reeve and he was just like, no, uh, what? What is this? I, well, I feel like Who gave me their porn? I don't want to do this. Uh, when I saw the budget, I was like, oh, he, he must have, Christopher Reeves must have a cameo. And that must be it. It's like, they must have had to pay him like a million dollars. Yeah, sure. To like appear, you know, like something, there has to be something that explains uh, why. No, there's no reason. And the, the guy who directed it is named like Jeannot Sevoirc. I, I don't know. He's French. He, he did the sequel to Jaws. Oh, boy. He was the director there. And then he still works. He Well, at least up until last year, he did episodes of Grey's Anatomy. He does like a shit ton of TV. Oh, I think, yes. Yeah, I think we talked it. a little bit about that on Minnesota. He's, he does a lot of TV. I mean, like an absurd amount yeah, of TV. Yeah, he, he's been on every show you've ever seen. Yeah, so and I it's mean. It's like the only like movies he's directed were like in a period of like seven years and they're not good. So I assume that's why he went back <laughs> to TV. Although he did direct a show called Hercule and Sherlock. Well, which is disappointing because it's not about Hercules and Sherlock. Oh, damn it. I was about to Google it. Now I'm not going to Google it. Well, Post, let me ask you this. Um, this is actually hard for me to answer a little bit. Would you recommend this to anyone? Um, I don't know. Here's what I would say is uh, if you have like a friend you watch bad movies with or like a significant other. Yeah, this is where I'm going. Or like a sibling or something. Yeah, Then I would say yes but make liberal use of the fast forward button yes. during scenes where she's flying and just, you know, if something feels boring, just fast forward. Through. I will say dis- there's, there's like a good 20 minutes of this movie. You could cut out and no one would notice. Despite everything that we've covered in our episode here that you're at the end of, uh, I, I still think that this movie is astonishing scene by scene. Uh, they're all, they're all, all the scenes are too long, but scene by scene, I'm like, I can't believe what I'm looking at. Like, repeatedly like yes. i can't believe that a human brain made this and then a, a team of humans with 30 million dollars made it manifest like i cannot believe it through most of the movie so if you have a friend or friends that you sit and watch bad movies with this one will certainly uh fulfill those <laughs> fulfill this, fulfill those those, those uh those checkpoints yeah as you say this is one of those movies where like about an hour and 35 minutes into this i was like and I wish I could have just watched this with Ben because it, it, like, I think we would have had a lot of fun making fun of it while we were watching it. And I was like, it's kind of a bummer we 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 live so far apart, you know? Yes, it is. And I was, you know, not that it would matter now. We couldn't see each other anyways. But <laughs> fair. Uh, but you know, I'm just like, I was like, oh, this would be one because sometimes we there's like bad movies where I'm like, I wouldn't even want to watch it with somebody because it's so unenjoyable. I just be like, let's just fast forward through everything. But, like, I, this was one of those times where I was like, I really... And I wish I hadn't watched it alone. Like, I wish I had <laughs> set up, like, a watch date, like, to call my brother and been like, I'm going to stream this movie, watch it with me online, and we'll make fun I, of it or something. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Because I think it would have been a lot of fun, uh, you know. So, yeah, I guess watch it and just, like I said, make liberal use of fast-forwarding. Yeah, that is that is mandatory. <laughs> well, I think that's it. This is this is a, a longer episode. This is this is heading back into it deserved the early days it. of not another origin story. I feel like, and I feel like honestly, we could probably go for like another twenty minutes. 
more than likely i do have the i i delete out we do these i have my notes up and i delete them out as we talk about them just to make sure i don't double back and say the same thing again sure and notes that are left i have four separate notes that just say man this movie doesn't care about consent like that's just different <laughs> versions of that same statement you can make that every statement happen a lot like i mean like a man is 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 in is is basically magic roofied a woman is kissed twice against her will like it's it's astonishing a woman immediately meets rapist uh and then my other bummer that i just saw in my notes the last thing is at the very end uh when she's getting ready to beat uh selena the guy has to come help her and i was like you couldn't even give her the sole victory at the end like he has to cover up the orb so she like loses her power yeah she can't even she can't even take it herself yeah yeah i was like i was like ah that is rough but that is it for 1984's Supergirl. Uh, if you have any comments, if you saw it and enjoyed it, uh, or if you want to, you know, you watched it and want to tell us, you can leave messages at SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of them are uh, NAOS Pod. So check those out. Come back next week. We'll tell you the next movie up on the block. Oh, sorry. Just drinking a crisp A&W. That's a weird slogan. <laughs>